I'm Carly, a recovered alcoholic. Welcome back to North Star Big Book. We are on episode 12. We are beginning There is a Solution. I love this chapter because we offer a solution and we're getting into the work. <clears throat> so let's start on page 17. On the top of the page, I wrote, we are doomed to an alcoholic death because that's what we just learned in the preceding chapters. We are doomed to an alcoholic death. And I wrote down underneath that what my sponsor shared with me, not willing to go one-on-one -on -one with my alcoholism. Not willing to go one-on-one -on -one with my alcoholism. We discovered in step one that we, were we had a physical allergy, a mental obsession, and after looking at all of those facts and that no human power could relieve us, I come to the position where I am at, at step two, which is there is a solution that I'm doomed to an alcoholic death and I can't do this on my own. It says, chapter two, there is a solution. I circled the word A, and above it I wrote one solution. And next to the word solution, I wrote for the mental obsession. Because this chapter is not going to talk about how not to drink. The solution that we have for the physical allergy is to not drink. The solution that we have to sobriety is for the mental obsession, and that is going to be the steps. Um, I wrote underneath that, Underneath where it says there's a solution before the words start, I wrote, recovery will not happen by going to meetings alone. Recovery will not happen by going to meetings alone. And the reason why this won't happen is if I don't drink and I go to meetings and I show up and I listen for an hour, even if I shake hands at the door and help clean up, I'm not going to become recovered from the hopeless condition of mind and body, especially of my mind. There's nothing that's going to happen at the meeting other than hear, hopefully hearing the solution. But if I don't do the work that the solution points me to, I can't recover. The reason why I circled the word A in the title and wrote one solution above it is to remember my responsibility to Alcoholics Anonymous. This group that I'm a part of is called Alcoholics Anonymous. When a new member comes to our meeting because they need help, they're coming for the help that Alcoholics Anonymous can give them. Most of them don't know what that is. And my responsibility is to offer the solution from Alcoholics Anonymous. So that does not include what my sponsor tells me that, that they learned in their treatment center or what I might have done. The, the solution that I need to offer them is Alcoholics Anonymous solution, which is the 12 steps. So when I tell a new person to just not drink and go to meetings and stick around until they catch alcoholism and let the steps rise to meet them, then what essentially I'm telling them is not Alcoholics Anonymous' solution, especially if I'm telling them just go to 90 meetings in 90 days and stick in there. Because I'm not, there's no, the well-meaning things that are said at meetings to new people or people that come back are not the message of Alcoholics Anonymous. And this chapter is about the one solution we offer. And I want to remember here that there are other solutions to being sober. Alcoholics Anonymous only has one. If you want to do another solution, that's totally fine. No judgment. Awesome. But if you come to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, the responsibility of members of Alcoholics Anonymous, which is me, is to offer that solution. Okay, so it says we. That's Remember, the first 100 men and women, every time it says we. We of Alcoholics Anonymous know thousands of men and women who who were once just as hopeless as Bill, nearly all have recovered. And I highlighted and underlined that word because there it is again. 
the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is promising me that thousands of men and women are recovered. And if we want to remember what we're recovered from, I flip back to the forward to the first edition, and it says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. To show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book and of this program. So if I introduce myself as a recovered alcoholic, which I do, it's because I no longer have a physical, I no longer have a body that physically needs alcohol, and I no longer have a mind that tells me I do. I'm not powerless over it. But I can never put alcohol in my body because that would activate the physical allergy. Because I do the 12 steps and I actively do 10, 11, and 12, I'm a recovered alcoholic. I can never drink again safely, and I can't put alcohol in my body without developing the phenomenon of craving. So I'm not saying I'm cured of alcoholism. I'm saying I'm recovered from the disease as long as I do this work. And this is something I share with when I do big work with my girls is, you know, if you go into Target and you want to find Q-tips, and you can't find them, you go up to someone that's got a red shirt on, a red Target shirt, and you say, hey, I can't find Q-tips, and they immediately tell you which aisle to go to. Some of them know it better than others. Some of them take a few minutes or a few seconds, and they go, uh, 15A. And then they direct me to where I need to go. When you come to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, we don't have red shirts that say AA on them, I can help you. I don't have a stamp on my head that says I'm recovered, but I introduce myself as a recovered alcoholic, I shake hands at whatever meetings I go to, and I try to comment when I'm capable and able to do it about the solution from the 12 steps. So whoever is there will know, I know how to help you find Q-tips. And that's the whole goal is that our job is to be a guide. And this chapter is telling me that. They have solved the drink problem. And then the next paragraph I wrote on the side, fellowship. And the fellowship they're talking about is the fellowship as they knew it back then. We are average Americans, all sections of this country, and many of its occupations are represented, as well as many political, economic, social, and religious backgrounds. We are people who normally would not mix. But there exists among us a fellowship of friendliness, I underlined, and an understanding. Above the word understanding, I wrote the steps. An understanding which is indescribably wonderful. So the understanding we have to offer is the 12 steps. If you want to get better, you have to work the steps. That's our understanding. That's our experience. And what's unclear is that that message is not said at every single meaning of Alcoholics Anonymous. In fact, there are many, many times I go to leads where I don't hear that message at all. And I don't hear the message, which is the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous are our program. And that anyone is welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous to be a member if you want to say you're a member. But the only way to become recovered and to get the promises that we talk about at meetings is to work the 12 steps. It says which is indescribably wonderful. We are like the passengers of a great liner the moment after rescue from shipwreck. So they're referring to the Titanic based on the time period that they wrote. It says, when camaraderie, joyousness, and democracy pervade the vessel from steerage. Steerage is the poor section to captain's table. Captain's table is the richest section. They're saying, regardless of where you come from, we all have a connection because we all escaped near death. Unlike the feelings of the ship's passenger, however, I underlined, 
Our joy in escape from disaster does not subside as we go our individual ways. So they're saying we don't just hang on to that one moment when we all escaped. We, we are to continue this connection. It says the feeling of having shared in a common peril, I underlined, is one element in the powerful cement which binds us. And I underline the next sentence. But that in itself would never have held us together as we are now joined. I wrote on the side two powers. So they're referring to two powers here. And then I wrote number one, power of fellowship. And the fellowship they're referring to specifically in this book is the fellowship who is working the 12 steps out of this book. That's what they're talking about here. They're not talking about fellowship in potluck dinners and volleyball games and barbecues and coffee after and playing spades. All of those things are fun. I've done them all and I will do them again. Those are not recovery. That's not fellowship. Those are people who are in AA hanging out and having sober fun, which is awesome. But the fellowship they're specifically talking about is a fellowship that's like-minded and pointing towards the same solution. The second power I wrote, number two, is power of spiritual experience. Power of spiritual experience. And I wrote underneath that, need both. So I need the fellowship. I need a fellowship of people who are like-minded, who have the same problem, and who are actively working the same solution. And I need a spiritual experience as a result of the steps. I can't just have one or the other. I need both. The next paragraph, I bracketed and underlined the whole entire thing. It says, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. I circled a common solution, and above that I wrote 12 steps. Above that paragraph, I wrote, this book offers a way out. This book offers a way out. The most powerful thing I can say to someone who's just come in the rooms is I can sit them down, and after sharing my personal experience with the physical allergy and the mental obsession, I can look them in the eyes like I've done many times before and I can tell them, you don't have to live the way you're living anymore if you don't want to. I'm, I'm giving them a second option. They already know their first option. That's how we ended up here. We're desperate. We're out of plans. I tried killing myself. I came to AA because it didn't work out. But it wasn't until someone said, you don't have to live like this anymore. I have a way out. Come with me. That I started to get free. Because when I came back to the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous and I heard, don't drink and go to meetings and just keep coming back and we'll love you until you can love yourself. And I wanted to kill myself in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous sober because all I was doing was what they told me to do, which was to go to meetings and keep coming back. I wanted out. An alcoholic without the solution of alcohol and without a spiritual solution, will desperately look for a way out of what they're feeling and what we're experiencing in the ick. Alcoholic minus alcohol, you left with ick. When we remove alcohol as the option and we desperately are searching for out of these feelings, we will either pick up a drink or something else, kill ourselves to get out, or we will desperately grab onto someone who says to me in the rooms, if you don't want to feel like this anymore, you need to work the steps like I did, and I'm more than happy to take you through them. And then shows up fight after fight, night after night, walking their way through, the only way out is through. And if I'm not willing to do that, 
then I'm not taking that solution. But we have a way out. I underline that. We have a way out. And that's something that's exciting. I can help you out. At the end of the day, after I didn't do the work for like six months sober, and I was trolling the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous as a predator and changing my clothes and changing my hair and changing my tattoos and changing my guy and changing whatever I was doing to try to get better and free and nothing worked. It was only when someone sat down with me with their big book and said, open up your book, write this down, underline this, go look this up in the dictionary. This is how you will get free. We're going to work the steps together. They were the only ones in Alcoholics Anonymous that said to me, I have a way out of your pain. It says, we have a way out on which we can absolutely agree and upon which we can join in brotherly and harmonious action. This is the great news, and I circled the words, this book. This book carries to those who suffer from alcoholism, and in red I underline suffer from alcoholism. So here's the thing. They mention many times throughout the book that the book we are reading has what we want. So the, they'll just tell me right there. This book carries the message. I wrote after the words alcoholism, I wrote steps remove mental obsession. The job of the 12 steps is to remove the mental obsession. The reason why we do the big four through nine inventory is to get the hallway clear so we can get free and out to oxygen and rescue. The reason why we clear that hallway is because our mind is so cluttered with pain and memories and anger and fear and selfishness and dishonesty and victim crap that we cannot feel the power that is within us and that's on the other side of the hallway. I wrote two things here. I wrote, do you have a way out? Question mark. Do you have a way out? So I wrote that there and I'm supposed to stop and ask the person I'm working with, do you have a way out? Most likely if someone comes up to me and asks for help, they don't have a way out. What girls normally share with me is that they don't want to come talk to me and that they heard I'm scary. I'm really not that scary once you start to work with me, but I understand why I appear to be scary to new people. And that's because I'm doing a lot of work. And it, when I got here, I wanted to do no work. And then the other thing I wrote, and you can write this if you agree, I wrote, I know how to get out. And I made an exclamation mark because that's my truth. There's a lot of things I don't know in my life and a lot of things that are gray. And a lot of questions that are still unanswered. But one that is very, very clear in black and white is I know a way out of this misery of alcoholism. I know how to treat untreated alcoholism. I know how to take a woman through the first three steps and how to get her to four through nine and how to get her into 10, 11, and 12. I know how to carry this message. And because I was given this gift from the daily work I do and the unselfish loving, kind hours many, many men and women have spent with me. It is my responsibility to humbly offer that way out to anyone who wants it. That is not being cocky by saying I know way out. That is saving someone's life by offering what was given to me. I can't save the life. I can show them how they can save their own. Um, on page 18, I wrote at the top, it is our job to take alcoholics through the 12 steps. It is our job to take alcoholics through the 12 steps. That's my job in AA. If I'm not doing that with at least one person, my question is why? Why am I not taking someone through the 12 steps? There is no time requirement to take someone through the 12 steps. 
The only requirement I was told that I needed to be able to fulfill in order to help somebody through the 12 steps is can I read? Can I read this book to them? And if I can't read, can I press play on a big book study so we can do it together and I can share my experience, strength, and hope? If I have two days sober, I can help someone who's one day sober. So I wrote on the top of the page, it's our job to take alcoholics through the 12 steps. And I wrote, sitting around dying of alcoholism. Sitting around dying of alcoholism. The, we don't have to look like Bill W. and Dr. Bob did. We don't have to search in bars and hospitals for alcoholics to be of service to. They are sitting in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, taking up seats, dying of alcoholism. And I wrote on the, on the top, our job to share it. Our job to share it. There is no time that I get to say, nope, I'm not going to help anyone today. If the person that's at the meeting is new and they are a male and I'm the only one in the room that has a solution and the only one that's going up to that person, then I will go up to that person and I will say, I'm willing to sit down with you if you'd like to talk this through and I'm happy to help you get you to a guide that can help you. But this is life and death and I have a solution. I have a way out for them and it's my responsibility. This next paragraph is about untreated alcoholism. It says, an illness of this sort, and we, that's the first 100 men and women, have come to believe in an illness, I underlined, involves those about us. And above that, I wrote, affects others. So my disease of active, untreated alcoholism affects anyone who loves me or is near me. In a way, no other human sickness can. If a person has cancer, all are sorry for him and no one is angry or hurt. But not so, I underline the rest of the paragraph, with the alcoholic illness. For with it there goes annihilation of all things worthwhile in life. It engulfs all whose lives touch the sufferers. It brings misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers, warped lives of blameless children, sad wives and parents. Anyone can increase the list. So in red, I double underlined warped lives of blameless children, sad wives, and parents. On the side of this underlined part, I wrote what my alcoholism does to those around me. What my alcoholism does to those around me. I was one of the super selfish, self-centered, incapable of seeing my truth alcoholics. And when I got here, I was like, excuse me, I was like, I've never hurt anybody. I this is only affecting me, which is so sick and myopic and tunnel vision and the people that loved me, especially my parents, my alcoholism engulfed them like a tsunami engulfs someone and it's completely out of control. There was misunderstanding, fierce resentment, financial insecurity, disgusted friends and employers. My family's lives were warped. They were sad and they were broken. My mom told me that my alcoholism at seven years of sobriety for her when I was active at my end, brought her to her knees more than her own did. And I bet, I mean, I can't even imagine. It says, we hope this volume will inform and comfort, I underlined, those who are or may be affected, there are many. And next to there are many, I wrote, who paid the price for my seat in AA. This is kind of long, so I, I wrote this on the side. Next to there are many, I wrote, who paid the price for my seat in AA. So that's my mom and my parent, my mom and my dad, that's any family or friends. That's the guy who had to pick me up off the floor when I overdosed. That's any guy that was unfortunate enough to be in a relationship with me. That's the professors that had to listen to my lies. 
that's anyone I stole from. So they paid the price for my seat in Alcoholics Anonymous. And I also wrote, and who would pay the price if I gave it up. And who would pay the price if I gave it up. The people who would pay the price if I gave up my seat today are obviously my parents, but even more painfully would be my three children who were born to a sober, recovered, Alcoholics Anonymous member of a mother who promised each of them that I would never, ever put them through a childhood or life with an alcoholic mother. And my sobriety is not my own. The first man I married who was the father of my, who was the father of my three children, we discussed openly about my sobriety and what it would mean to be their mother with my sobriety. And he went into that with his eyes wide open and he would have had to take care of the children completely if I didn't do my work. And the man I'm married to today, same thing, eyes wide open, understands completely that this work I do, that the answering the messages and the calls and the work I need to do that takes me away from the people I love is my responsibility in the price that needs to be paid in order for me to be everything that I want to be for these people. Um, it says, highly competent psychiatrists who have dealt with us have found it sometimes impossible to persuade an alcoholic to discuss the situation without reserve. Strangely enough, wives, parents, and intimate friends usually find us even more, I underline the word, unapproachable than do the psychiatrist and the doctor. So that's how people see us, because we're defensive and we don't want to talk about it. It says, but the ex-problem drinker who has found, I underlined, this solution, and the solution they're talking about very clearly is the 12 steps. It's not AA. AA is the 12 steps. It's not meetings. It's the 12 steps. So the ex-problem drinker who has found this solution, who is properly armed with facts about himself, so they're able to say that I have a physical allergy and a mental obsession and share that experience with their own experience, their story to the new person, can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic in a few hours. And I wrote next to that, uniquely qualified. So we are uniquely qualified to be able to sit down with any stranger that thinks that they might be an alcoholic and sit with them for an hour and tell them our story and tell them about the physical allergy and the mental obsession and tell them how broken and hopeless I was and tell them what happened and get the person that we're sitting across, if they're alcoholic, to relate, to nod, to tear up, to feel uncomfortable and to ask us the most important question, how did you get better? I underlined, until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. And next to understanding, I wrote step one and two. <coughs> the understanding is the problem, which is a physical allergy and mental obsession. And the other part of the understanding is that there's a solution. Because we don't want to just sit down with someone for an hour over coffee, tell them about the problem, tell them about doomed and alcoholic death, tell them about the asylums and institutions, and then wish them well. My job is to tell them the truth, get them to relate, let them see that I know what I'm talking about, and then tell them that I found a way out and that I can help them if they want help. The next paragraph I bracketed and I wrote how I need to look to the new person. How I need to look to the new person. And I underlined this whole part. That the man who was making the approach has had the same difficulty that he obviously knows what he is talking about, that his whole deportment shouts at the pro new prospect that he is a man with a real answer, that he has no attitude of holier-than-thou, nothing whatever except the sincere desire to be helpful, 
that there are no fees to pay, no access to grind, no people to please, no lectures to be endured. So that's how I want to look. I want to be able to not be holier than thou. I want to have a real answer. I want my whole deportment, which means the way I live my life, the way I carry myself. So when they get in my car, it shouldn't be trashed with parking tickets and lottery when, you know, losing tickets that are there in garbage. And I don't take care of my house when you come over for Big Book and it's disgusting and I'm a mess and I'm not paying my bills and I'm mean to my kids and I yell at my boyfriend. That's not going to be a deportment that's going to shout that I have an answer. That's unmanageable and not attractive. <coughs> On the top of 19, I wrote, fellowship alone is not enough. Fellowship alone is not enough. It says, after such an approach, many take up their beds and walk again. None of us makes a sole vocation of this work, nor do we think its effectiveness will be increased if we did. I underline the next two sentences, and I put a star next to it. We feel that elimination of our drinking is but a beginning. A much more important, and I double underline the word demonstration, of our principles lies before us in our respective homes, occupations, and affairs. The first part tells me that not drinking is just the beginning. The second part says, I need to show through action, demonstrate, that I'm living these principles of 10, 11, and 12. So I wrote 10, 11, and 12 on the side. And the places I need to practice 10, 11, and 12 are my homes, my occupations, and my affairs. So that's everywhere. All of us spend much of our spare time in this sort of work effort, which we are going to describe. A few are fortunate enough to be so situated that they can give nearly all their time to the work. If we keep on the way we are going, there is little doubt that much good will result. But the surface of the problem would hardly be scratched. Those of us who live in large cities are overcome by the reflection that close by hundreds, I underlined, are dropping into oblivion every day. And then I underlined, Many could recover if they had the opportunity we have enjoyed. And I double underline the words, the opportunity, to remind myself, yes, I know I don't want to go there and do that. I know I don't want to go do big book. I know I don't want to answer the phone. I know I don't want to return this message. I know I don't want to go to that meeting. But somebody did it for me, and I owe AA. And I'm always going to owe AA. It says, how then shall we present that which has been so freely given us? I underline the word present because that's what it is. We have to present this, which means when I lead an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, my job is to present the problem, the solution, and the practical program of action through my own experience. When I comment, same deal. When I work with others, same deal. I need to present this information in a way that's attractive. And I underline has so freely been has been so freely given us to remind myself this was given freely to me by people who didn't know me and I was not nice to. I bracketed the next paragraph. And I wrote on the side, the program is presented in this book. The program is presented in this book. It says, we have concluded to publish an anonymous volume setting forth, I underlined, the problem as we see it. <clears throat> and on the side, I made a little arrow from the problem as we see it, and I wrote, physical craving, mental obsession. That's our problem. We shall bring to the task, I underlined, our combined experience and knowledge. And above that, I wrote, first 100. So that's the combined experience and knowledge. 
This should suggest, I underlined, a useful program. The useful program, so four through nine is not a useful program. It's four through nine is an event. Step four and five is an event. Six and seven is a moment. Eight is 30 minutes. And nine is something that I need to work on until it's gone. But it's not a useful program. Four through nine clears the way so I can daily live 10, 11, and 12 while I'm working on my ninth step amends, while I'm practicing the principles of six and seven, while I continue to inventory and connect. So the useful program, I wrote 10, 11, and 12 daily living. It says, of necessity, there will have to be discussion of matters medical, psychiatric, social, and religious. We are aware that these matters are, from their very nature, controversial. Nothing would please us so much as to write a book which would contain no basis for contention or argument. We shall do our utmost to achieve that ideal. Most of us sense that, I underlined, real tolerance of other people's shortcomings and viewpoints. So I underlined that part because that's what we want to be like. And a respect for their opinions are attitudes which make us more useful to others. I underline the next sentence. Our very lives as ex-problem drinkers depend upon our constant thought of others and how we may help meet their needs. And I wrote on the side, out of self. I'm going to read one more paragraph and then we're going to stop for the week. You may have already asked yourself why it is that all of us become so very ill from drinking. Doubtless you are curious to discover how and why. In the face of expert opinion to the contrary, I underline, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. There's that word again. Very, very clear. What's happened to us? We have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. I no longer have a body that requires alcohol. I no longer have a mind that believes a lie that it does. If you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? That's the best question to be asking. And we're going to stop right there. Thank you so much. Have an awesome week. It's totally your choice.